Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you're listening, around the world, this is Sedona Talk Radio. And hello, this is Helena Steinhornstein. I'm finally back with you again. It's been quite some time that I haven't been with you, and I haven't forgotten you. I just had to do my own little journey, if we can call it that way, a journey of soul searching. And also, of course, I was working all the time. But after I was working and finished my courses and my seminars in different countries, I just needed some time for myself. So I haven't forgotten you, but I'm back, and I'm in full <laughs> health and best of all shapes, I must say. I have with me a wonderful guest, and I feel he, he couldn't be a better one for this particular moment when I'm back in my, uh, being uh, back to my own self again. And it's Eddie Benitez. Hello, Eddie. Hi, how are you? I'm very well, and uh, I'm so happy to be with you, and you are such a wonderful choice for this comeback moment. Thank you for being with me today. It's a pleasure to be back with you. I enjoyed our last show. Yeah, I really did, too. I thought it was a fun one, and for anyone who hasn't heard it, I think they should go back and listen to it. It it was good. It was really good. And for those who might not know who Eddie Benitez is, he is the legendary uh, Eddie Benitez, the guitar, the spiritual guitar player, I would say, a guitarist. He has a very, very special connection to the heavens. Uh, when he plays, people actually see angels on stage with him. And I would also like to say he's coming up with a new book, an autobiography called Angels on My Stage the Eddie Benitez story. And before we go further, I'd like to play a little bit of music because uh, I was so touched by this particular piece of music. I'd like you to, to listen to this particular piece called A Child's Love. We're going to finish that song later on in the program, maybe as the as the conclusion of the program. Can you tell me about this song, Eddie? Well, while we were in the studio recording, and I had my nine-year-old daughter, Amanda, with me, and all of a sudden, everything just embraced me and the love of a child, the love I have for my daughter, the love that, that God has for his children. And uh, basically, that's where the song came about, the inspiration and the way I got touched by, by the heavens for that song. Yeah. 
And, you know, I even now I, I, I almost forgot that I was on, on air, so I could have listened to the, to the end. But when I heard that one, I played it many, many times over and over because something spoke to me through that music. Well, it's kind of like God telling you, you know, you got to love the children. Yeah. You got to embrace them. You got to protect them. You know, and at the end, you hear the little girl say, I love you, Daddy. Yeah. That's that's my daughter, Amanda. Yeah. And you have several children, though. So she's the, she's the youngest one, is she? Yeah, she's the youngest. And so the, it, it was a beautiful song. Howard Hewitt uh, sang the record very uh couldn't have done a better job. <laughs> yeah, and that comes later in the song, as I said, for those who listen now, it's getting better. <laughs> it's getting wonderful as you listen to it. So you have now come to the point in your life when you're writing your autobiography. Yeah. How does that feel? How, to, how did you feel like now is the time I have to write my story? What happened? What made you finally do that? Well, the way religion is today... Uh, the people that are being deceived by religion, it was kind of like writing my autobiography and rewriting the Bible oh. at the same time. Yeah. Because I have, uh, there are many chapters there about religion. Uh, That's interesting you bring that of, in. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, the most divided day in, in the world is 10.30 a.m. Sunday morning. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> different churches, and it's the most divided day in the world. Yeah. And you know, religion divides people, and God doesn't want His children divided. Yeah. And people got to realize that, that that religion is a, a way to control people, and probably created by Paul, the alleged thirteenth apostle. Yeah. Uh, they claimed that Jesus told them he was a thirteenth apostle, which is a blatant lie and it's blasphemy. Yeah. And uh, you and I, we are spiritual. And, you know, people out there, they don't even know what it means to be spiritual and they don't know what it means to be religious. Well, uh, spirituality is the ultimate. It's the closest you can get to God from earth. Yes, it's the correct, the, the direct connection. Right. It's kind of like a direct connection, you know? Yeah. And uh, it, direct it's... Direct connection to God yeah, and... and uh, and, and you know what? Religion, all it does is just enforces that there's a place called hell, and we know there's not. Yeah, that's true. Well, religion is a place where someone has control over you, and it's full of man-made rules, and they tell you that's what right. to believe, whereas spirituality is just you connected with God directly without any interference. You know, I've had so many people trying to convert me to, to religion and to their churches, I just laugh a lot. <laughs> it's unbelievable, okay, because, you know, I'm hard-headed. Yeah. And I'm set in my ways and everything like that, so... You know, the important thing is, uh, you don't have to be religious, you know. You can be spiritual, even minimal spiritual, but the most important thing you have to have in you is faith. Yeah. Faith in Jesus Christ, or faith in God, and that's it. Yeah. So uh, how would you define faith, actually, the way you use faith? How how do you define that? How does it work for you, I would say? Well, 
it's you know faith is something that that's you got to develop and and believing and and you have to kind of like take faith and and at first believe in Jesus Christ and God and and then the next level in faith is to actually know that Jesus and God exist. Yeah. And it's kind of like when you're a child and you trust your parents for everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When you're hungry, you know your parents are going to feed you. Yeah, that's true. You know, if you fall down and you get cut, you know your parents are going to attend to you. Yeah. It's it's the same principle. Yeah. And you this know, is you, though. God is going to be there for you. Huh? Yeah. And this has helped you a lot throughout your life because I know you were very sick at a few times. I mean, a few oh, times. You were quite sick. Times. You had cancer and things. How did that work? How did you fix that for you? Well, I had three months left to live with Hodgkin's, advanced Hodgkin's. And that's and what the doctors to... told you? You had three months to oh, live? Yeah, I was, yeah, was going to go through bone marrow transplant. Oh. And the night before I was going to check into the hospital... I had a vision of Christ. Yeah. And I woke up anyway to make the... It was a long story, but I'm going to make it short by saying that I woke up the next morning. I called my doctor. I said, Jesus visited me. I'm healed. I'm not going into the hospital for Bulma. He said, Eddie, you're crazy. You'll be dead in three months. you got to come. And I have not seen a cancer doctor in 24 years. Uh-huh. That's okay? good. So you just... You, and you didn't go then, and you haven't been back since. Not have been back since, no. No, and that's, you know, I hear many stories about this, how people just decide, no, now I'm well. Of course, that could be disastrous maybe in some cases, but they just know they have healed for some reason or the other, and it has worked beautifully. I had a friend who just I, had I'm the same ahead. thing happen to her, and that was like 24 years ago that the doctor said, well, you have seven weeks to live and you have to have this surgery. And she said, I'm going to take care of this. Thank you very much. <laughs> and she went home and did her prayers and she cured herself. Well, you know what? God God decides when you're going, not the doctors. <laughs> yeah. This is true. Someone asked me, can all people be healed? And basically, yes. But no, you know, because there is something that, like you say, you have to have the faith or you have to have that, what it takes, because otherwise... Uh, it, I, I, know, do, I do believe, I, I do believe that, like, when you're, you're in your 70s, 80s, and 90s, you know, that's pretty much the time that, that, that it's time to cross over to paradise. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. There, there are some people who are blessed to live 90, 100 years old, but you know what? If you get sick and you got a, a an infirmity that's going to take your your life, right? Yeah, that's true. You, I, I think you should let it go because it's time for you to go into paradise with, into God's kingdom. Yeah, well, you know, it need not be in all cases, but sometimes it is time, and I say that to some people also, that, you know, sometimes it's simply time to go and to release yourself from this particular world. And at times when I wonder, why do people want to stay <laughs> in this world? Isn't that a good world? What do you say? I have an answer to that too, but what is your opinion on that? Is this a good world for, for us to live in? 
you know what? Right now, it's not a good world. Why? Uh, the, 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 the economy, uh, children are in hunger, the people are being tossed out of their homes and foreclosures, okay? Uh, we thought at this point that we had a good president in, in President Obama, and he would take care of the, the mess that Bush did, and he inherited an ugly plate, okay? Yeah. But to give, to give these companies, uh, Fannie Mae right now needs another $10 billion, okay? Yeah. And, and, and gave Ford another $5 billion, uh several months ago, and now they want more money. You know what? Before I give Fannie Mae $10 billion, I'd save everybody. With $10 billion, you could pretty much save everybody in this country from foreclosure. You know, this is so true, and uh, I've been thinking about that. Instead of giving it to those corporations who have already shown that they cannot handle the pressure and they don't know what they're doing, uh, why not start to distribute this to the people? Well, you I know thought what? in when a way they they're five, doing that too, aren't they? When they gave $5 billion, yeah, and that's the way. But when they gave $5 billion to Ford, right, the, the car company, yeah, right? Yeah. If you had given... If you had divided that with every American, man, woman, and child, each person would have gotten $42,000. And that would have been fantastic seed money for most people. And, and that could have helped with, their, with the foreclosures. Oh, that would have that helped so much. That would have stimulated the economy. You know, that's an incredible number what you say there. And, and, and it's true. I, I had yeah. a mathematician do this, okay? But yeah. it would have, you know, people would have gone out, bought food, bought clothing, you yeah. know, paid their bills. It would have yeah. stimulated the economy. Yeah. And left people in jobs. Yeah. It, it's amazing who the experts seem to be, that maybe we should start to listen to the people in the street a little bit more, uh, what uh, what they feel and think instead of so-called experts. Isn't this the, the case about everything that we have experts and the experts are stuck in in a way of of, of thinking uh, that is absolutely limited sometimes, and I say that particularly in religion and spirituality. Well, spirituality is openness, but religion. Think how very full of limitations. I, there are. I need to ask you. I need to ask you a favor. Uh huh. Okay. Of all the hosts that I've been on radios with, right? Yeah. One, one, one of the one of the the purest holes that I've met is you. Well, thank you so much for saying that. I can, I thank can you. Feel, I can feel I can feel your great heart and I can feel your spirituality. Okay. And thank I'm not you. one of your one liner. And and I think it's up to more like people like you who have this gift to take uh, ten minutes out of a show or something and acknowledge what's going on in the world and, and, and get, you know, opinions from people on how to repair it. Yeah. But the key goal, you know, one of the keys of repairing this whole thing is for everybody in this world to start getting along together. Very, very true. Very true. All right? Become, yeah. become part of the human race. Yeah. And, and, and don't, don't let religion, you know, all the wars are created by religion. Yeah. And I say that, and sometimes I'm a little bit too outspoken, and when you're too outspoken, people are a little bit fearful of you, and uh, particularly oh. <laughs> when it comes to those in the field of religion and so on. And I've been on many radio shows where they have said, you must not speak about this, you must not speak about that, you must not say that, 
And I say, why not? Oh, we have so many Christians listening to us. And I said, well, well I thought I was a Christian. A lot of, a lot of people <laughs> attack Christ. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the rabbis attack Christ, so he was in the same situation, so don't yeah. feel bad. Yeah. So, uh, no, and uh, I have a much better connection to Jesus than most people out there who preach his ways, you know. And I had someone coming to me for a private consulta- consultation, a wonderful human being who was studying to become a minister in the Church of Sweden, which is the Protestant Lutheran Church. And she has not been ordained yet, but she was going through a crisis because she said she could not believe what they were preaching. And I said to her that you have no idea how many ministers out there, particularly women ministers, have told me that, oh, you are so lucky, Helena, you can say anything you want and you can say it exactly the way it is. We can't. We will be fired. <laughs> but you are independent. And it's very, very dangerous out there to start to say exactly the way it is, you know, uh, because you, you get enemies. And uh, I have had some bloggers who get to my case because I'm saying the way it is. There's so much ignorance out there. Don't you find that way? I mean, the people are ignorant. They're not bad, basically. They're just terribly, terribly ignorant. And, and, all we, and all we can do is pray for them. What did you say? You know, all we can all we can do is pray for those who are ignorant. Yeah. And, and don't want to open up their eyes. They don't want to open up their ears for the truth, okay? Yeah. It's, and, you know, and, it's, it's comfort if they do that. They're not yeah, comfortable and, and, with finding out the truth. Well, that's and and a lot of them people that comes with their upraising from their mother and their father how they were how they were taught religion and yeah. things like that. But I'll go on record as saying, when my books when my book comes out, I, I know that a lot of uh, religions will attack me. Yeah. And I'm but I'm prepared because yeah. I know that I have Jesus behind me. Yeah. So I am prepared to to, to debate, to dispute anything that. Religion tells me is not accurate on the Bible. Yeah. Okay, I know the Bible now. I haven't read it, but I know the Bible, okay? I know yeah. the truth of the Bible. And I'm not saying the Bible is wrong. What I'm saying is parts of the Bible are the truth, and parts are written by the, the cynical minds of men. Yeah, you know, I have uh, the Bible by my... Yeah, I have the Bible by my bedside, and I actually open it up every night. And uh, somehow I come to... to pages or to passages that really fit in, you know, interesting parts like, well, you should not eat other human beings, so nor should you eat your pets, you know, things like that. Uh, and it says so. But then there are so many new additions to the Bible to fit into the system, to keep the control among those who wanted to keep the control. Right. Well, Paul, the Apostle Paul, was great at, at creating Christianity. You know, Jesus Christ, people won't remember, Jesus Christ never told his, his apostles to go out and create religion. Yeah. Okay? Jesus never yeah. told that. It was Paul, the Apostle, who created Christianity and, and and made sure that the word hell was said every every fifth or sixth time yeah. to scare people. Yeah. But Paul was a murderer himself. Uh-huh. When he was working, when he was working for the government, he was a murderer. He was killing the followers of, of Jesus. 
Oh, those yeah. who like Jesus. Yeah. So yeah. people fail to remember that. And now all of a sudden, Paul is a, proclaims to be an apostle. He was an apostle. He was, he was as much as an apostle as Joseph Smith, as Nostradamus, <laughs> as all these people. Yeah. Okay? Have you researched the subject so you can kind of defend it when the people are asking you? Oh, yeah, I can defend it uh, wholeheartedly because I, I always have angels around me who will answer. Yeah. And, and tell me the answers. Yeah. You know, so Even me, as we speak. Sorry, huh? continue. I'm sorry. I, I, no, when no, we don't see each we other, speak. we kind of interrupt each other, and it's totally unintentional. <laughs> oh, I know, but you're a sweetheart, and God has truly blessed you, you know? Thank you. And, and my last show, my last show, I enjoyed it so much, and that's come my new CD, which will be out on September 1st. It's called Visions of Angels. I saw that, okay. yeah. And I, and I wanted people to know that you can see angels. You know, you can have visions of angels. One thing, you just got to have faith. That's yeah. all you need, that faith. Yeah. And, and, and you know you know what? Uh, I, I don't know if it's going to be my last CD or not, but it, it might be my last CD. How long uh, is it? It's a one-hour CD? Yeah. yeah. But I think it's going to be my last CD, and I think I'm just going to take a few years to... to to enhance my spirituality and and help people. Yeah, well, that's very good. Are you a healer also, so-called healer, or you people have been healed through your music? People have been healed through my music. We had an incident for a year in Florida back in '96, uh, where people were coming to my door asking me to pray with them. People with AIDS, cancer, uh, every disease would would come and walk out healed. And I did that for a year, uh, and I got scared. Yeah. And, and I ran away from that. And why did you get scared? Uh, because people got healed? Too many. Yeah, too many people. It was like 30, 40, 50 people a day were knocking on my door. Yeah. And that became very scary. And that's in yeah. my book. And after a year, I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't deal with it. And I says, God, I can't do this. I can't do this. You know, I'm yeah. not a healer. I know you're healing through me, but people are looking at me as though I'm a healer and I'm not. Yeah. I'm a musician. Yeah, you are a musician. And it got scary for me. Yeah, but you are the son of a, of a healer. I mean, your mother was, was a healer, wasn't she? Yes. Yeah, my mother, yes. Yeah, and how was your father? What did he uh, do with his life? Was he into healing or spirituality? My, 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 father, my father had... Uh, if he had spirituality, he kept it well hidden. Okay, <laughs> he was the head. Of, he was the head of the embassy guards in Europe. Oh yes. Uh, he, and he was a consultant to the Vietnam War, and then he was at national security. Uh huh. So my father was pretty much a quiet man. Yeah. At home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great provider, great father, but he's pretty much quiet about his work. Oh yeah. But uh, you but speak out mother, about your work, and you speak for him. Did you have sisters and brothers also, and they, well, did you have that? Yeah, I had uh, two sisters. One of my sisters passed away. Uh, she passed away six months before my father, and my father and my mother passed away a year and a half after my father died. And now I have two brothers left in, in Florida and one sister. Yeah. And have they inherited the, the talent of, of your mother, or are they like you in no. any way? No, the only one that's inherited the the only one that had the uh, 
the spirituality that my mother had and that I have is my son, Eddie, who was the the focus on the show, The Haunting, and he was uh-huh. possessed. Oh, yeah. And, and that opened up his whole world now. Oh, really? Is he the oldest? Yeah, he's the oldest. And uh-huh. he, he has that, the same thing I have, he has. Yeah, yeah. So he goes yeah. around helping people a lot and, and goes on his missions, and they have a ghost hunting group. And if they find that the house is possessed, they'll they'll exercise it, you know? Oh, um, that's very good. I, in the last year, I performed about 30 exorcisms. Wow, you know, I'm a little worried about exorcism. I don't like doing it, really, but it it has been necessary in some cases. I don't know how well, you do it, but... it takes 20 minutes. Uh, yeah. It, it takes me 20 minutes, and they're gone. You know, it's like the Catholic... Uh, church, it'll take them a year or two years. Uh, for me, it's only 20 minutes and the demon is gone. Yeah. And how do because you have that get rid faith. of the demons? Well, we, we, we demagnetize everything, kind of like uh, in the show, The Hauntings, with water. Yeah. And with the one prayer. Remember, there's only one prayer. Many churches throughout the ages created a billion and one prayers, right? Mm-hmm. But when the young man went up to Jesus Christ and asked Jesus, how should I pray? What did Jesus tell them? This is how you pray. Our Father who art in heaven. Yeah. That's the one prayer. That's yeah, the that's only true. prayer. And, yet, and that really works prayer. also. Yeah, that that right. prayer works out there. I've seen it happen. But Jesus and I, never said, yeah. create a billion prayers. Mm-hmm. Jesus never told the religions create a billion prayers, and that's what religion has done, created so many different prayers, it confuses on who you're praying to. Yeah. It, it does, you, you know, know and so, that is why prayers don't work, because it's uh, it's just like people are still fearful in their hearts, and then they kind of bubble those empty words in a way without the faith and trust in that. And, of course, it doesn't work then. No, you know, you have one prayer, you have one God, you have one Christ, one Messiah, yeah. okay? Well, and one intention, and you know, you have that deep desire, right. that deep wish for things to go well so without you the do fear. Agree with me, but you do agree with me that if you keep it simple, things will happen. Everything that is of the truth is simple. And that's, that's right. why, you know, the words through a child are always the truth because... It's just so straightforward, simple. I do the same in my work. My words are very, very simple. I don't know all those intellectual words to describe things. No, I say it in a very simple way, straightforward. And for many people, that is too simple. They don't. They can hardly believe it. But no, it's the simplicity that works, and that is the truth. Right. You know. And that's why that's my music is simple. Yeah. And it goes to your heart. I, I keep my music simple, the melodies simple and beautiful that, that, that I receive from, from Paradise. And yeah. you know what? People embrace it. And I, and I hope they embrace this new CD because it's a beautiful CD. Yeah. And, uh, you, you you know, to me, it's it's I, I made the CD for the people, not, not for me. It's kind of like a message. Yeah. But, you know, if one says, I love you, that's simple. It's straightforward. That's all you need instead of all kinds of explanations about love and everything else. No, I love you. That's all. 
You know what I tell people? I tell people, you want to have a great day? Go out early in the morning. The first stranger you see, right? Smile at them and wish them a good morning. When they smile back at you, it's going to set the stage for the rest of your day positive. Yeah, you know, that's something that I wish people would listen to. Can you say that again <laughs> in a way so they just listen? Because that is well, a wonderful bit of advice. Well, and you know I mean what? That. You wake up in the morning, you go outside, and the first stranger you see, you wish them a good morning and you smile at them. And when they smile back at you, it's going to set the tone for the rest of your day in a positive way. Yeah, it's true. It really It's going to make you feel good. Yeah. And it uh, works. I've, I've told people works. to do that, and they've come back and they told me, it worked, Eddie. I, I, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, it it really doesn't take works. much effort. I know, but it doesn't take much effort to tell somebody good morning, a stranger good morning, instead it, of giving it, an attitude. It's very, very true. And people love to chit-chat, even here in Sweden. Now, this is a different culture. And to my listeners, I'm in Sweden right now, and I am uh, experiencing one of the most beautiful summers I have ever experienced anywhere. The weather is so fantastic, and people walk around. This is a country that's so dark and cold normally, <laughs> you know, most part of the year. <laughs> and now it's beautiful, and people are smiling, and they say hello, and they greet strangers, and it's wonderful. Otherwise, Swedes wouldn't do that. I mean, it's like Russians, you know, they they are scared of saying hello to strangers. They don't know <laughs> why they are saying hello on the whole, you know. But um, it's a wonderful way of just giving people a smile. I noticed that uh, even in the winter in Sweden, and you say hello with a smile to, to strangers in the supermarket or something, they, they will wonder, oh, do I know him? And they smile back. Or do I know her? Do, and they smile back at you. So it, it's yeah, a good it way of... Yeah, but it makes you feel good inside. Yeah, it's you very, know, very that's true. That's and it sets and it sets the tone for the rest of your day. Yeah, and I upon that, I'm just going to take a few seconds of beautiful sunrise here, which I have uh, recorded. Wasn't that something to start a day with? That right. was, yeah. <laughs> um, the creator again is Eddie Benitez, who has created this beautiful music. He's a fabulous, sensual guitarist. And as you know, I'm very into music, and I founded two symphony orchestras a few years ago. So I had lived with music, and it's not that I'm a musician. I'm a natural musician. You know, I can sit down and play at the piano and I play the violin. Yeah. But music is something important in my life. I'm glad and because it's important and it's a universal language. It really is. And, uh, you, you know, I even travel to Russia. Sorry. Uh, even travel to Ru Russia to pick up uh, students from Russia and bring them to America and to mingle with American students. And they 
started friendships because the music brought them together and they sat side by side right. playing the piano. They would never have done that in pol- you know, in politics That's or through right. the different religions. No, this was the music tying them together. It was a That's wonderful the, you know, yeah, That's why yeah. I know that religion was created by, by the, 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 the force of Satan, okay? <laughs> Do you know what... People. Yeah. Uh, you know what? what? I'll live and I'll die by that rule. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, there is a lot of truth to that because basically I think there was spirituality and people got together or those who wanted power, they wanted to market that and use it for themselves. And that's how they create the religion and say, well, now we have to do this and we have to tell people they have to follow these rules that we set up. And if they don't do, they will go to hell and they will be unhappy and they'll be sick and everything else. I think that about is uh, that it started through a good idea, but it was abused and misused for those or by those well, in I, power. Since the first time I met you, I always said, as long as there are people like Helena, uh, the, the 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 fight, and I don't mean to fight a physical fight, but the fight to get the truth out there will be there. Yeah. You know? So you've got to continue. Uh, yes, and there are people like me everywhere. And I have come to the point that I'm getting kind of, and even my last show, I was getting almost angry on the show, saying, why is it that... This is being stopped all the time. Even those who could help so much are so fearful of putting people out there, saying a few things that could solve a lot of problems within people. People are so concerned, you know, and worried, and they think they are not good people because they're not following those religious rules. They come to me, many of them, and uh, they, they are unhappy and they walk out very unhappy. It's not that I'm saying this and this is bad, but it's just that, no, we were meant to love the light. We're meant to love God. doesn't matter who uh, has, uh, you know, who, who is behind it. That is what tradition, what culture is behind this highest power or God, as we call it but here. You know what? Maybe, maybe three to five years from now, me and you can sit down for lunch and we could probably accurately say there's a change that's starting to take place, and we can see it. Yeah. You know, there is a change. Uh, they had a, a conference for, for the environment and global warming somewhere, and they asked me to come and speak there. And people said, why? You know, why should she be there? And when they asked me, what, are you, what is your purpose? And no, the idea was to understand the outside environment, the outer environment. We have to fix the inner environment first, and that is our soul. We have to get peace and order in our soul. And once we have that peace and order in our soul and heart, then we realize automatically what's going on there outside with the environment and everything. And it's actually quite simple. You know, and it's it's a hard part. It's simple, but the process of touching one person and touching another person and touching another person—that's the hard part. It's, because uh, people are going through so true. many trial trials, and you know, people are going through so many trials and tribulations these days with the economy, yeah. poverty, and all of that. You know, 
they they don't want to see reality, and the reality is that spirituality is the ultimate step. Yeah, I don't think people know and realize what is going on, and how much we can be part of, you know, the 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 aid and the transformation. Uh, that has to happen and it starts with each one of us I don't think people realize and how important it is that we we, we understand uh, the world around us and the world around us is not only politics it's and it's not religion it's spirit it's spirituality it's our friends in nature you know well people got to realize that life doesn't you know you, you you're born you grow up you grow old and you die. And what's yeah. left? Your spirit. Yeah. So why don't you start working on your spirit while you're alive? Yeah. Okay? You know, and, I know and that'll that... Enhance, yeah. That'll Sorry. enhance your human life. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what I want to say, I notice musicians are very close to spirit. Uh, they are very uh, much uh, on the level where we are, you know, of course, you turn that way when you create music and you play music a lot. But I notice musicians are very, very open to spirit. That's right. And, and you know, I, I believe that musicians, you know, when they pick up their instrument, they have, they want to play their instrument, and after a few years, they they get refined on their instruments and, and seek spirituality without them realizing it themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And particularly musicians who are free musicians, and I mean those who are not tied to a symphony orchestra where they have that particular chair and that particular instrument and have to follow notes all the time. But those music, and they're great too, but then particularly those what I call walking <laughs> musicians, the ones who are moving along with life independently and creating their own connection with spirit and music. Yep. They, so we're going they, from they, yeah, and uh, now you. What? Sorry. They're the prelude to to the revolution of spirituality and music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those who were shunned out by the music industry, who were shunned out by everybody else, they continue with their music because they have faith. Yeah. Yeah. And you can do you know? so much with music. I always work with music when I work with people, also. Because yeah. I feel it really takes away the negativity and and the world around them. So basically, I believe we people are good. I really do. But I feel we are under the influence of other influences, other uh, powers that are not well, necessarily besides good. Satan, no, besides Satan, we're under the influence of governments who who who's. Uh, who basically ruined the country by making terrible decisions, and, and by doing that, they ruined the lives of, of the people. Yeah. You know, and people uh, have been jobs, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And you, know, you might talk. And, yeah. And yeah. you might talk about America. And uh, now out here in Europe, and I saw the headlines on the, uh, you know, for the evening papers here, it said, oh, yes, uh, the economy is switching. It's opening up. We are going towards good times. And real estate is actually selling pretty well in Sweden. And uh, I remember earlier in the summer, before the summer started, 
and I was walking through a few blocks in Stockholm, Sweden, the capital of Sweden, and uh, there were so many things for sale. Do you know that two weeks later, every single thing that had been advertised was sold? Yeah, but here in America, they said two months ago the economy was getting better, right? Yeah. And you know what? The economy got better for a lot of companies. They got money. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, but, but but for the individual people, they're still being foreclosed. They yeah. still don't have no jobs. They're losing jobs. I mean, uh, jobs are still being lost as we speak. Yeah. Okay, and what ha- what happens to them? Nobody cares about them because they're not a majority. What they, want, what they care about is keeping the companies alive, okay? They say, well, if we give the banks money, you know, then the banks can lend money to the people who are being foreclosed, right? Yeah. But the, yeah. the thing is, if you don't have a good credit rating, the banks ain't going to give you a loan. That's true. They're not going to care. <laughs> <laughs> your house is going to be foreclosed. And, and that's it, what the it, it's like it has 22, see. that's right, you know. So you have, the, you have lost your home and you need a new home and you need work and you need, of course, money for that. And no one will lend you money in any way because <laughs> credit no. rating is bad. It's terrible. It is. Yeah. You know, but the companies are being saved. Companies are surviving and now because of all that. But you know what? The Americans are not surviving. Yeah. It's hard. You have guys who were making 150000 a year now move to a little uh, trailer home somewhere in the outskirts of Iowa to feed their family and, and do, you know, labor jobs and all of that. And, and, and you know what? That, that's horrible. That's horrible and for the families, you know, yes. Mm-hmm. That's right. When you have yeah. to change your family to another state and, and the whole change the whole ambiance and everything... You know, it, it, it's bad that you got to go beg uh, to, to feed your child, to go to these shelters and get food, food banks, yeah, and terrible. things like that. And that's happening. Yeah. You, you know what? You go to the community centers and all of that. Even out here in Scottsdale, and I've heard it from people, they they run out of money yeah. to help people to pay bills or rent or anything like that. Yeah. And Eddie... Um, it, I think we will move on here, the show, but I would like to tell people out in the world because we have people all over the world who are listening to this program. I believe we have 84 countries now. And uh, for them, this is very interesting to hear just the inside story from another country and particularly from America. So I think for that reason, it's been valuable to hear what is actually going on. And uh, do you, what state do you live in, uh, Eddie? I live in Arizona. Uh-huh. And do, do you see a Arizona. lot of, 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 uh, of this going on in Arizona? Oh, yeah. You see a lot of foreclosures. You see a lot of people, uh, you know, trying to relocate. They, they, they tackle their, what they can in their car and try to go to another state to look for jobs and things like that. And I see it on a daily basis. Yeah. What do you feel now? Let's go back to spirituality and what spirituality is about. Do you think it would help these people who are now really down? And, of course, they need money. They don't need prayers. But do you think it would help that state of mind to become a little bit more into the light, so to speak, to be even better connected to God? Because I know not everyone is out there. Well, the only thing it will do for for the people who who 
people were losing their homes and lost their jobs, the only thing that the, the spirituality can do is uh, let them know, give them the confidence that they have the love of Jesus and God, and it'll get them over that first hump to, you know what, I have faith, and things will change eventually, you know, yeah. instead of, you know, like that family out here, there have been several families who, when the father lost a job, he he killed his whole family and committed suicide. That's happened yeah. a few times here already. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, and it is sad, and and it'll keep people from from telling their you know the the husband telling the wife or the wife telling the husband and the children. Don't worry, this is a a process we got to go through in life, and but things will get better, you know, and have that yeah. positive thinking. Those yeah. are the people that will survive, you know. Yeah. Now, how do you communicate with your angels, uh, Eddie? They, yeah, they're around me always, and I hear them talk to me. I don't call upon them. But when they need to, to tell me something, they just come out and I can hear it, just like you're talking to me. Yeah, that's wonderful. Do you see them also, like in, in, a, in a vision? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, yes, I do. They're very beautiful, but you can't tell if they're male or female. Do you know my little grandson, who is now seven, but this was like a couple of years ago, and he said, do you know the boy angels are in red and the girl angels are blue? And that fits in with wow. the yin and the yang. It wasn't that great? <laughs> yeah, he said the girl angels are blue and the boy angels are red. And that fits in with the yin and the yang energies. The yin energy okay. that is, you know, the blue is, and, and the yang that well, is. Maybe people should be taking his advice a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really believe that children come in, so many children come in nowadays and they are of the, you know, of the higher levels. And I think it's going, they are being born, just like during the old days, they said that more boys were born during wars and just before wartime, just so they could be out there in the wars. And now, it's, it, this is history, European history that has said so, old wives tale, so to speak, but it's been carrying through the generations, and I was told that by my grandmother. Now I feel that uh, more spiritual children and what they call you know, indigo children and crystal children and so on have been born because we are going to hit times when it's very, going to be very, very necessary to reach spirit in a new way, that we need to connect with spirit very, very much so for the times ahead of us. It's just in the times. That's true. Wise words. (laughs) Yeah, I I really believe that uh, there is, uh, it's in a way that we have lived, that the planet has lived before. You know, don't you feel that sometimes that everything has happened here before and we have now come to the point where we have the choices of continuing? Or we would go back to dinosaurs again <laughs> and start you know, all over. Uh, that that goes back to uh, evolution versus creation. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And and we all know that in, in the book of Genesis it says God created all creatures, great and small. Yeah. Right. So that throws, that that throws out the theory of evolution. Okay. Well, it does, but also it doesn't, you know. Suddenly it could just get back there. I really, truly be- believe that God has then, created but us, but question, all life as well. But, these but we don't know. Evolution, 
Yeah. But these experts on evolution, the one question you got to ask them, if there's such a thing as evolution, right? Yeah. Why why were human beings the only ones to evolve? It, it, you know, because evolution with so many species on Earth, you would think that in a evolution would have happened to three, four, five different species, right? Yeah. And it didn't. Yeah. Do you know, I believe that each species is evolving. The humans for themselves, the, the dogs, you know, the animals that way and the fish that way. So I think they evolve all the time. And we evolve, yeah, but, but we are, I don't think we can reincarnate back in a dog or anything like that. I don't, don't think you go from well, a I dog to a human. I don't believe in reincarnation. Oh, you don't? No, uh-huh. re, re, no re, reincarnation, that, that whole uh, uh, story and, 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 uh, and fad came about when, when, uh, during, during uh, Paul again. And the fact is that people started looking back at Christ, that he was resurrected. And he said, well, if Christ was resurrected, that means we can come back too. But you know what? Don't forget, Christ was resurrected because he was the Messiah. He didn't come back in, in, in a different, uh, what you might say, form uh, of reincarnation to live another life. Uh-huh. Okay? Yeah. Well, he, just he came might back not for have a little reincarnated. While. Yeah. And that might, we have, might have different opinions of that. Because when I've been working on people, and I look into them, and I see that energy around them and with them, and see how uh, somehow they are plagued by ideas uh, that are not belonging to this lifetime. And I had one man, and he had had, he didn't want to tell me what was wrong, and I immediately looked at him and saw that energy and got that vision around him and said, listen, you have lived before, and you were shot three times in the stomach. And I saw the picture exactly where it was, and it was United States in the, in the south somewhere, and how he was dressed, and how another soldier from the north came and shot him three times in the stomach. And then I said, you probably have three places in your stomach where it hurts, and no one knows what it is, and no one can figure out why you have it. And it plagues you. You have it at night and you have it all the time. Because when you died at that particular time, it went through your mind three shots and how it hurt in your stomach. And that was how you died, you know, fairly quickly. But that was how you passed over. If if that's that's possible to come back in another body after you die, right, and and relive again, you know what? Acts... Uh, go to poor neighborhoods, go to criminals, go, go ask them all, would you like to live your life over again and come back? You know what they're going to tell uh, you? No. I, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. But still, on the other hand, you know, as I said before, I believe that the core in us is good and that we have been given a chance to to do good uh, afterwards. At in That in a way we can create our paradise or our hell here on earth. But, you know, I have come to that conclusion through what I've been seeing on these thousands of people in different parts of the world, how they have been troubled. I came to Germany, and there were young people who came to me and said, I have those nightmares, how I'm killing people, how I'm hurting people, and it doesn't leave me, it's with me day and night. And it's it's getting worse and worse. 
And then I saw, looked into them, and I saw how they had lived during the Nazi times and how they had worked in concentration camps and killed people. Now, they didn't go to hell in a way because that we have said it doesn't really exist. Instead, they came back here to this earth and they haven't finished the energy that is the God energy and that they have to improve that energy within them. And instead, they have to make that good within them, you know, what they were, and fix that. And then we have to work on that. And it takes, you know, a lot of work for these Well, let's, let's, hope, let's hope you're right. You know, let, let's hope you're right. But I, I tend to believe that, that, you know, when you die, you go on to paradise. Uh, I wouldn't want to come back. I believe that, that, too. <clears throat> I believe I go back to paradise uh, also. And I even said, no, this time I don't want, want to go back to earth. <laughs> I want no, to stay well, here. <laughs> God told me you got to go back to another body and relive another life. Oh, God, please don't send me. Uh, I don't, don't want to. Want to and I said, dear God, not this time. <laughs> I've had it. This was it. <laughs> But it was I've strange. been near death four times. I don't want to yeah. go through this again. No. <laughs> and uh, even when I was a young child and knew nothing about past lives or reincarnation or anything of that sort, I said to everyone around me, people thought I was nuts, and they said, in this lifetime I want to do so much so I don't have to come back here again. And that was pretty deep for a, for a 10-year-old or so, you know, to say such a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this was just automatically, you know, speaking from my soul. And somehow I have totally changed uh, from the one I was to the one I'm now. A completely different person, and I like myself you know, much better so now. Many, there's so many uh, prophets in the past and people who proclaim themselves to be prophets who have their own ideals uh, of what's going on after life, okay? Yeah. And the only thing that I tell people to stick by is faith in Jesus Christ and faith in God. Whatever happens after that, we don't know for sure. It's so true. And when I ask questions like, you know, I'm asking in my meditations or my prayers, tell me, dear God, what happened, uh, you know, how did we, how were we created? And I always got the answer, you will never find out. We, you human beings, will never find out. No. Nope. And we should we'll stay with out. that. Because and, and, this, and that's that's the good part. You see, that's the whole idea is for us to to always be inquisitive about that during life. Yeah, we should be. We'll never find the answers, but we'll always become inquisitive about it. Yeah. And act and try to find the answers. Okay. Yeah. And that's what keeps the human soul going wanting to learn the answers. Yeah. No, it's very, you know, it's so important to be curious. And I've seen systems, uh, you know, of, uh, uh, of regimes in the world where people are not allowed to be curious. They're not allowed to question things, no. nor are they allowed to criticize things. You know, and that is sad. We should be allowed you know to... That saying? You know that saying where they say curiosity killed a cat? Yeah. Right? Well, I said I say curiosity just makes you wiser. It does. That's how we learn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's really true. And also this, that we learn all the time. It means we're changing our opinions. I believe today, you know, when I was 
uh, younger, I said, oh, no, we all need meat. We need that steak. You know, it makes us strong. You know, uh, later on, years later on, I almost died. Why? Because I was allergic to meat. <laughs> I cannot eat meat. It makes me really sick. So we have to change. We have to move on all the time. And that is the importance. Otherwise, we can form our own kind of religion, so to speak. It has to be this way because that has worked for me. No, we have to be open and move on. And that is the wisdom that we have to start to be open to. There is a wisdom. Well, religion, has to, religion has to be abolished and spirituality has to be the focal point of, of yeah, the future. I wish. I really hope so. And uh, I think... Somehow it is happening, town. That so. Oh, it is happening. The, the yeah. fall of the Catholic Church. You see everything that's going on with them in the last few years, with the pedophiles yeah. and all that. And financially, they're struggling. They're selling their churches. Some of the churches in America, they're selling because they can't afford to to, to have them anymore. Yeah, no, it's very and, true. And it, it was, and that was the strongest church in the world. Yeah. The Catholic Church, and it's falling apart. And. And you know what? Hopefully, uh, most churches will fall apart, and people will seek spirituality. You know, you you could create a place of gathering where people can praise the Lord and, and pray together, and it won't be a religion. It won't be anything. It'll just be a house of gathering of God's children. Yeah, I have to play a little bit more of your music here because I want to continue a little bit over the time, which I can do, but I cannot play the music over time, so I have to do that before it's over. So we'll continue here with the love of God. I am afraid of being cut off here if I play the more, more of the music because uh, they cut off the program if I'm in the files. So let's talk a little bit further, Eddie Benitez. Are you there? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm here. You're there. And uh, we didn't get to the end of the song. I would like to play that song in a different program too. Can I do that, Eddie? Yes, you can do that. And I will mention your name. Can you tell everyone where to get hold of you and your music? Well, it's EddieBenitezMusic.com. Uh, I have the MySpace 
forward slash Eddie Benitez. I'm on New Groove Records. Uh, they can just Google my name, Eddie Benitez, and everything will pop up. There's over a million items about me. So, uh, you know, my music is all over uh, every internet, uh, every store it will be in, uh, Amazon, uh, Tower Records, uh, you name it, it will be there. Visions yeah. of Angels. And beneath this to everyone is written exactly the way we say it and has a Z for, for zebra at the end, Benitez. Right. Uh, so um, that should not be too hard. So we are now giving little extra time to the show <laughs> because we got a huh? little bit in conversations here that we have to kind of uh, continue maybe. And I had more questions for you about the paranormal and so on, which you have enclosed in your book. And I had wanted to give so much time to that, but um, maybe next time, Eddie. Next time, yeah. It'll be a pleasure to have a next time with you. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe, you know, sometimes you can hurt many people when you bring up religion because uh, it means a lot to people. And uh, it's a very, very sacred subject for many good people because that's what they know. But once you move around in the world and you open up your mind a little bit, you look at things a little differently. So they have to understand that not everyone feels like they do, just like we must understand that everyone doesn't understand the way we do. But I'm certainly... Well, I, tell them, yeah. I tell them if you're going to be blinded by the truth, if you don't want to hear the truth, at least open up your mind. You know, when you are open, and that is all, you know, it's like when people come to me and they say, can you heal me? And I said, basically, yes, but it depends how open you are, you know. And there have been, people have been really quite sick. And they have said, I don't care what you're doing. I don't know if I believe, but I'm open. I need help. <laughs> And they've had right. fantastic results because they have been open and ready. And that is wonderful. So uh, openness and open mind is what it takes to move on. Open and to, heart, open mind. Yeah, absolutely. So we agree on that one. Open mind and open heart. That's yeah. right. So, uh, and everyone out there, you want to reach me again? And I've heard a lot from you lately, uh, everyone. I'm delighted. You get me through my website, speakingtoyourheart.com, or to Faith Healing, but F-A-I-T-H hyphen, that is a dash healing, that means two words with a dash in between, dot com. So Faith Healing with hyphen dot com and speakingtoyourheart.com. And I will be back again this month. And next time, I'm going to speak about 15 major questions regarding the power of healing. And I'm going to answer those. So, um, are you there, Eddie? Yes, I'm oh, here. Yeah, yeah, because my switchboard kind of uh, cut itself off. So, I hope we are on. So, thank you all. Thank you so much, Eddie. And see you soon. Thank all. you. Thank you so much. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.